Now, the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show with Darren Kimura. Brought to you by the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Papa John's Pizza, Comics Etc., Fairway Independent Mortgage, MonsterBreaks.com, and Aloha Card Shop. Welcome to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. I am your host, Darren Kimura, broadcasting here live from the beautiful downtown studios of ESPN Honolulu. we got Liz on the board, so if you have any questions or comments, give us a ring, 808-296-1420, or shoot us a text, same number, 808-296-1420, and we'll make sure we cover some of the texts that have come in and uh, product requests that we've got. There's some player interesting uh, um, comments, or play, player interest comments, I, I guess, that uh, that also came in, and We'll get those addressed later in the show. Uh, but I do want to do a couple things. I do want to acknowledge the the incredible work that the collectibles community did in putting together, you know, the, the quite a few events over the over the stretch where um, you know they, they were able to really galvanize and, and come together and um, you know basically get to the point where uh, you know they, they they had you know put together thousands of dollars in you know in in donations and products and you know there's so many different things that have occurred you know in this outreach to Maui I'm saying you know a lot it's just it, it conjures up so much emotion for me because it is so close to home it is for those of you listening in the worldwide audience out there I'm fine I'm very lucky I'm on a different island uh, it really hasn't directly affected me but it's affected quite a few people I know and quite a few people I know within the community on Maui as well, as far as the hobby. And uh, it, it really is something that it was nice to see the, the, the community come together. Also wanted to say that we will actually bring on Reese Felix again later in the show and make sure that he can kind of give us a, a rundown of how it all went. And sounds like it went really well based on some of the posts. So definitely want to say thank you again to the community out there at large. And by the way, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be bringing on additional guests who have also committed to do additional things for the island of Maui, and th- there's really never going to be enough. So as if, if you're listening out there, you want to do something in the hobby, we'll be happy to bring you on and talk about it as well. On a more positive note, a guy who I love bringing on, talking sports all the time, we got Tony Yamada from Ideal 808 and Toy Links. Tony... You know, with everything going on in Maui, uh, and you know that this is sort of these funny times, shall we say? It, it's it's really interesting, right? That that we can come together as a community and galvanize around sports and a hobby we enjoy, and and do something that hopefully makes a positive impact for so many that have been involved. Oh yeah, totally for sure. I mean, it's a very interesting time and one of the few times that actually the hobby can get involved with um, the community like this. You know, it's funny because it seems like every industry has a, has been able to come together with something, and th- this hobby is no different. And and I kind of think through a lot of our conversations before, and how many times we've talked about sort of where this all comes from from us, and for for many of us, and it, it's from little kid time, right? It's from the times that we were, you know, going into that that store and opening a single wax pack with a piece of gum, or our, our parents getting us a pack or, or brothers and sisters involved in that that family feel. And I feel like moments like this, the hobby brings that back more than, than, than anything else. It's unfortunate that it took something like this, of course, but there are these moments where the hobby can really come together and bring us back to that that family feel. Oh, yeah, I think everything connects to back to something. And, like, um, you know, I mean, you see it, right, in all, in, in, in almost any 
every elevator I enter right now, you see signs of, you know, Maui Strong or finding foundation, you know, helping foundations to try and donate back to the community and things like that. So it's pretty, you know, it's, it's nice to see the Aloha spirit, right? Absolutely. So for you personally, I mean, I, I know we talk about Ideal 808 and Toy Links and, and we'll come, we'll come back to that. I, I do want to mm-hmm. ask you personally though, uh, you know, you're a collector as well. And we've, we've briefly talked about that on air for, for those that don't know, you have your own personal collection. I think a lot of people in the industry have their own personal collections as, as well too. But what, what, are, what are you looking at? You know, this, this is sort of that weird downtime, right? It's not quite World Series. We're gearing up for college football. It's actually week zero for college football. NFL preseason is going. And by the way, let me just be clear on something. That is some of the worst football I've ever seen in my time. But but that's, that's beside the point. But NFL football is gearing up, which of course means that once the NFL gets rolling, NBA is right around the corner. What, what What is it in this time for you as a collector? Are there Are there things that you're looking for? I, I'm really heavily basketball oriented year round. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't dabble too much, but I'll be honest. Otani's been like just amazing. So I've dabbled into some of his cards, and it's the first time I bought a baseball card. And I can't remember. So well, maybe since Griffey, um, I, I haven't really touched baseball very much. And well, oh, I'm sorry, Ichido. Ichido was the last guy, and then um, you know. Otani is just so captivating with the way, you know, with what he does on the field. So I've started dabbling in some Otani stuff. I, you know, I, I got the urge to collect a little bit of his cards. So I started picking some up. Um, just things I like. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy. Nothing or, you know, out of the ordinary. Um, came back from the Nationals. In fact, I bought a card from Lance uh, Otani Bowman from the WBC. Uh, oh, yeah. That rookie. Yeah, I bought one of those from Lance. Um and, uh, you know, I've just been looking for some stuff here and there. But, uh, you know, mostly basketball. Year-round, I just I love basketball. It's my favorite. It's the one thing that I started with and always has kind of stuck with me. I love playing it, watching it, and collecting it. So. Does something like the, the, you know, international, you know, FIBA World Cups and all, does that actually seem to affect the prices of basketball? Like, obviously, Anthony Edwards going off against Germany – does that right. seem to help the hobby for for what you've seen, or is it more like, eh? It's it's almost like that's that's watching preseason football. I, I mean, it, you know, the thing about it is everybody's kind of moving into basketball right now because it's preseason. I think a lot of the guys who had football or baseball are starting to clear the inventory. Mm. They're speculating on basketball players picking that stuff up, and then you know, by the by the beginning or, or first quarter of the season, they'll be selling everything. You know selling everything off um I, I don't i don't actively move inventory that much or actively move cards on a large scale i just have a few you know i buy what i like or i buy what i think is you know maybe a good spec on something that i you know a player that i really like or whatever but um you know that's just what i've noticed the movement seems to be right now towards basketball heavy ant-man heavy shea uh, you know, there's um, there's some movement to certain sets. Like I see guys going after all these cracked ice and of uh, Bancaro Ban- Ban- and mm. um, uh, you know, there's a lot of sleeper guys actually. I mean, you know, OKC's got a stash of players that could eventually blow up. I mean, they're gonna have to dump three or four more of their potential back guy, you know, bench guys um, that won't make the roster this year. And there's a lot of teams that are eyeing some of the players out like even Trey Mann for example like oh, right. you know, he's a scoring machine and he I don't know if he's gonna well he might make the cut after his pretty strong summer league performance but 
um, there's a lot of, you know, and there, there just seems to be a lot of interest in picking stuff up right now. Um, and believe it or not, Jordan stuff is just inc- insanely strong. Everybody still wants Jordan. Well, it, it's sort of the, the GOAT thing, right? I mean, last I checked, in, in the conversation you have on, on basketball, Jordan is always part of the conversation. Guys right. like LeBron, guys like Kobe, guys like Will, they're, they're sometimes part of the conversation, but Jordan is always part of the conversation and you know there's a big thing right now too with uh with because ant-man was ant-man and a bunch of other nba players have been kind of told to hey name your top five and for some reason guys like kobe are sneaking into that list and so people are starting to kind of reevaluate that wait a second where does kobe land in you know in in all of it and hey he's got the titles i mean if you want to you know i mean he's got a lot of the things that you would want in a top player but I don't know. It, it's hard. You talk, you know, you talk about a top five more recent, more recent NBA players or all time, and it's, it's 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 very hard to kind of stack those things together. And we're talking to Tony Yamada from Ideal Eight Hundred Eight and Toy Links. And, and speaking of basketball, right, and, and generational things, can can you say with any certainty that Wilt, at his size, at his strength, at his skill set? doesn't have a place in today's NBA. I think you can make a case that he could play today. Now, <laughs> I mean, he might not put up yeah, 100 I, points, but he can oh, he yeah. can play today. You know, and and you know, Jordan obviously with his incredible skill set could play in the past, or could play today. And and I would argue Kobe and LeBron same way. Now, the, the million dollar question though is how do you differentiate one from the other, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's what we call generational players, right? You know, there are right. certain players that just were able to play, you know, they have the, they have the, the, interp- the ability to kind of just, I, I guess, I, I don't know, adjust and adapt to any style of play. I, I, I don't know if the big men can match the mobility of the big men today. I mean, they're a hell of a guard to, you know, um, keep up with some of these guys that can shoot on the perimeter and drive and dribble the way that, you know, you see like Chet and Wembayana come out right now. They right. can handle the ball right. just like KD. Um, so I don't know. I, I really don't know. And, you know, but um, I guess that's always the eternal question and we'll never get an answer for it. That's why debates constantly happen, right? <laughs> but that's good for the hobby, right? Because that creeps the conversation alive. And, and now speaking of keeping the conversation alive, there's been some recent chatter about, Tops and LeBron, and you now have that question, okay, do we speculate that LeBron stuff that's licensed is going to start to dip in value a little bit, especially the, I, I call it the more ordinary stuff, like the non-exquisite, mm-hmm. non-ultimate collection kind of stuff. Are those things going to start to dip in value now because, well, there'll be more out there? True. I mean, you know, the, the the more available the more available things are generally you tend to see prices kind of be a lot more fluid and you know and and it comes and goes with demand. Of course, LeBron you know, being at the point where he is in his career can it's going to affect his overall card values. I think in the long run, and you add tops and potentially more product on the market availability because what choked the market was really the fact that you know you upper deck wasn't producing cards anymore, licensed right. NBA cards. And now you're going to kind of open a flood valve. Um, and I, 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 you know, while I think it will, it might propagate his cards for the time being for a short period for the near, near future. But I, I think, you know, if you go a little bit further down the line, it might actually cause, 
prices to kind of settle, but you know, there will be more to collect. That's why. Right. I mean, right. you know, it's, you know, you, everything is kind of, um, it, it's quantified right now versus if you add on more and more autos or, or specific types of cards, then the collecting field gets wider, which is good for collectors. But at the same time, it, you know, I think prices start to flatten out a little. Well, I kind of feel like there's going to be a little bit of a bump anyway, because the Lakers fans are going to want a LeBron Lakers card, oh, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, right off the start. So yeah, you have this weird mini bump, but then right after that, man, when you're talking two, three, four years from now, right. I, mean, I mean, I could see his Cavalier stuff just being just regular, regular good autos, you know? Yep. Just just the, yep. the, 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 the number of products that are going to feature LeBron, it's going to be astronomical. Even if it's only one per case, that's still a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's where, that's whether uh, fanatics or Panini, whoever has the license, can produce that at that time. I mean, you know, numbers are products are just so weird right now. The way that you know, supposedly things are so limited, but yet there's still quite a bit of product out there. And I don't know, you know, it, it'll just it'll find its uh, balance in the economy, right? And yet, at the same time, as long as Jordan doesn't do anything and he stays true to upper deck. Right. Here we go again with that conversation in terms of the hobby side. Jordan is going to still be then the hobby goat, and that's going to make his stuff that much more valuable, that much more expensive for the licensed stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it's already hard to get one. You're trading a car to get one. You might be trading a house. I, I just don't think Jordan really has any desire to go and sign cardboard cards anymore. Because, exactly. Like, yeah, it's just why does he need it? He, the money is he, he, money is just not even an object, and that's that's the only thing about LeBron I, I, I tend to start thinking of. And quite frankly, you know, uh, Upper Deck did the the Space Jam two or whatever cards, and there was Auto LeBrons, but they were all stickers. So just because he signs with Tops or another company or whatever happens in the near future, doesn't necessarily mean there'll be on card autos either. Right? No, completely agree. Well, speaking of short prints and unusual hard-to-get items, I, I do want to uh, kind of carry you over to the next segment here because i got to ask you about a little product called Disney Lore, the, the Disney Larkana product. So do you mind sticking Absolutely. around? Yeah, for sure. All right, we're talking to Tony Yamada here from Ideal 808 and Toy Links. When we come back, I'll pick his brain on Disney of all the things we could talk about. Liz is all here smiling, <laughs> going, all right, Disney. Uh, you're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. Joining me now is Tony Yamada from Ideal 808 and Toilings. Join, uh, you know, Tony, before I forget, what's the best way for people to follow you guys? Follow us uh, <laughs> online. You can check us out at Ideal808.com, uh, just like our area code, Ideal808.com, or um you know, we have a uh, retail store down in Ivalle. Um, come down, check us out on Instagram under Toylinks, T-O-Y-L-Y-N-X. And um, it's kind of like our more, more or less gaming store. Unfortunately, we don't sell sports cards uh, in the store, um, but it's all gaming, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, uh, Larkana <laughs> now. Right. Speaking of gaming, right, this, this, this Larkana product comes out, and people were anticipating it all year. Right? You know, there, there, right. there was this target of August release, and, you know, anything Disney, you know, people get kind of hyped up about. But then, then when you realize uh, there's not a lot of boxes out there, it makes it right. more interesting again, right? Yeah, it's, uh, 
you know, like any time, like anything else. I, and this has happened throughout the last, I don't know how many years since every, every new card game that's been coming out. I think manufacturers are also scared. They don't know what the reception and how much mm, product sure. they sell. Um, they don't want overstock. I think we went through a generation of where people were overordering or product or manufacturers were overproducing and product would just sit, right? We'd have pallets of just product sitting. And um, now we're in a generation now where they produce to order and actually produce less for that matter. Um, so, you know, right now with Larkana, that's the situation. There was just a giant choke on it. We ordered a thousand boxes that, I, you know, not, didn't even get, 20%, 10%, you know, and we're, everybody had to kind of had a jerk reaction to try and kind of compensate for it. It's really hard to supply a card game to people with demand and when we don't have the product. Well, that brings me to the next question. Is, is, there, is there a challenge in trying to play a game when there's not a lot of product available or has, has this product been scooped up by so many just true Disney collectors that the it's game may be tough to play? It's actually appealing to both. So there are there is that collector base of Disney, and I'm sure they are still clamoring for more. Um, the interesting part is they actually released a product on the, at the New York Disney store and uh, inside the park store in London, I, I believe, which is really weird, right, that those two places would have those. Right. Um, but other than that, it's a hobby release for the time being until the beginning of September when you'll see stuff in Best Buy or Target. I don't know how much, and at the you know, if, if the sign of how much we got is any kind of indication, then I'm pretty sure it's going to be, uh, you know, it, it'll, it's going to be very limited. Um, and yes, it, it makes it difficult, but at the same time, you know what? Card games were at one time a very experimental thing. Um, you know, Magic the Gathering when it first came out, Pokemon, whatever it may be. There was very, you know, cards were very limited, and starter decks were what we based everything off of. Right. So, which is kind of how we had our first tournament last weekend. Um, we started with a starter deck, which also had one booster pack inside. Everybody bought into that and built their decks or started to read their cards and learn how to play it. And, you know, from the initial feedback we had, they had a lot of fun. Um, booster packs are supplementary to a deck. Uh, so, you know, and that's where the pay-to-play part comes in, right, With which is what our generation is. So if everybody had a basic starter deck and had the same, or, or you know, there's three different starter decks, and if everybody had the same uh, a basic starter deck, then it kind of keeps the f- playing field level. But when you start introducing a booster and, you know, people to get certain cards or more powerful cards or whatever it is, sometimes you have to buy, you know, booster boxes and booster boxes to get something. Or you go out there and shop for single cards. And that was that's the thing that makes it, you know, that's that's why they call it advanced format a lot of times sure, where sure. players would get the basic deck or they'll actually reconstruct a whole new deck based off of these additional boosters that would come out. And and yeah, so I, 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 like, I love the fact that people got to play with just a very basic deck and, um, and, and as they learn to play more and get better at it, they'll start adding on the, you know, the boosters and supplement additional products. And I'm pretty sure at some point, of course, with these tournaments, People are going to develop sort of championship decks or patterns and, and, and formats, right? I mean, it's just it's just like anything else. Oh, yeah. It evolves itself. And if people keep playing it, if there's an enjoyment to the playing, then this, right. this product has legs for decades. Yeah. I mean, on Facebook, there's already tons and tons of uh, Lorcana groups. 
Um, in fact, I was looking at one of them this afternoon and my friend was asking, hey, what's the hot decks or what's the strong cards, you know, things like that. And, you know, and you see all these replies coming in and I'm just kind of like ciffering through the information and trying to, I, I don't know very much myself. I, ha- I, I haven't, you know, we, we, we literally do not have an extra, we don't have any extra product. So I couldn't even, you know, take a look at a deck or anything like that. Um, I've seen stuff online, read some sites. And, um, you know, general overall interest is there. It's, it's, it's a fun game, very casual. It's not, it's, I guess, I guess somebody put it as something between like Pokemon and Magic the Gathering. So it's, huh, you know, interesting. Yeah, it appeals to kind of a decent widespread group at the moment. And of course, the fact that you have, say, Mickey Mouse casting a spell is kind of cool. Well, beyond that, what's really cool is the fact that, you know, they're, they're making, they're making the Disney characters look cool. So if you look at some of the Mickey Mouse cards, you know, there's, there's the Steamboat Mickey, there's the yeah. um, Fantasia Mickey, um, there's even a Mickey that kind of looks like something from, uh, what is that game? Uh, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, you know? Oh, wow. And so, yeah, and so you have all these different art, you know, and then, and the cool part is, you know, it even bring girls, it, it'll bring girls in because you have all the princesses that are in the game mm. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was sort Which of the is, weird thing about Pokemon, right, is you, you had this dynamic, and not to be sexist, but this is just fact. You know, we no. see it as we're selling it, right, guys? Guys are buying it because they want to chase something or build a killer deck. Girls are buying right. it because they love the art, they love the the, the patterns in, in the the foil looks, the, the just everything about that that creative side. Well, oh, yeah, totally. this, this game sounds like it could be the, right up that same alley. Well, and more. I mean, they, they, we. I think we had a really nice balance of, uh, you know, both male, female uh, at our last tournament, mm. and it was really nice. And it's really nice to see that more females are starting to come out and play card games. I mean, you know, whether it's their counterpart, boyfriend, girlfriend, or just their friends. I mean, we see groups of them coming in, and it's it's really cool. Well, I think that that's sort of that missing thing, right? That it, it's really. There's not a lot of girls that are out there that are diehard sports people collecting baseball cards, be, you know, because their boyfriend's collecting baseball cards or what. It's, it's just not like that. There's, then this is again not to be sexist. It's just fact. <laughs> so, you know, if you can if you can find something that can bridge both sides and give you something to talk about, I mean, that's awesome. It's a lot of yeah. Oh no, totally for sure. And I think anime brought that bridge. You know, kind of help bridge that. Mm. Um, and, and, and even more so when you start talking Mickey and Pokemon and things like that, because it just, there's so much interest no matter who it is. Well, and the anime art, right? That was sort of the first hook and then the stories were good and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right? So that's the same thing with these TCGs is you have to have at least some decent art. And of course, kind of, kind of hard to, uh, you know, mess up the art of Walt Disney's, you know, artists, right? They're, they're talking about like. The, you know, the creme de la creme of artists, right? So, you know, you're talking right. about iconic characters. Speaking of goats, right? You're talking iconic characters that are generational. And now oh, yeah. you put it into a game? That is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, like I said, beginning September, I know the prices are high right now because it's just, unfortunately, there's just no supply. But beginning September, if you're out shopping at Best Buy or Target or whatever, and you happen to see the Arcana packs, I mean, hey, it's a great way to start. Whether it's a deck or some packs or whatever it may be available, I mean, you know, more party if you can find them. I think they're great buys. And this early in the in the actual game, 
it's probably better for people to pick up a couple of decks and then buy a couple packs, right? Because I would think it'd be really hard to play the game if all you're buying is booster boxes. That just yeah, you need like a deck works, as a foundation. Right? Yeah. You definitely need a deck for foundation, and you know you and you kind of build off of that. Well, as far as you guys, you, you mentioned being sold out so fast. Is there? Is there sort of a hope that there's a, a round two, or is it sort of just like, just like magic? Alpha's done. Are we just kind of hope beta comes out and is interesting? Or oh no, if you're if they, well, they didn't they didn't separate uh, editions or anything like that, like a oh. first edition or things like that. So if they will be making waves, so the problem is is you know every month we might get a handful of boxes, or a few cases, or whatever it may be, um, and 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 henceforth. They may open up the print run a little more as time goes on. I, I, you know, I really don't know. I do know that they're printing probably from the same press in Europe uh, mm. from as Magic the Gathering because mm-hmm. I can tell because of the test cards that have been coming out of the, pro- the back. Um, and so, you know, whenever you're sharing the printer with Magic, the, you know, with Wizards or anything else, um, and that was the problem with Pokemon. Uh, I believe Pokemon and Magic were sharing the same printers, and so. What, what Pokemon just went and did was buy their own printer. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, and, and, and the quantity and all this and the amount of, you know, what's the amount of money that they're going to be paying, I think Wizards commands a great deal of the, you know, the press time. And so that's probably what happened with Lurkana. They just weren't able to get the presses going and, and, and build up enough quantity, even though they had quite a bit of time ahead, um, lead time. But um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Well, as far as uh, you guys, though, you know, if if do, do you really think that okay, speaking of no, no, not no first edition, second edition, that kind of stuff, do you think that this version of this release, this set, shall we say, is going to be done at some point, and then they'll release kind of like Magic does with new sets that have potentially some of the same characters, or like or, or like Pokemon, right, where they have different art, different. You know, maybe slightly different abilities and all of that. Do you think that they're developed already that to that point where they they really can start to release multiple series? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know, they're, they're, I'm pretty sure they're working on their you know probably the third or fourth set at this point already. You know, um, and now it's just a matter of getting the game going, organizing tournament play, um, and you know, they've got some promos already. So if you do have a deck. You come down to our store. I think starting this coming week already, they're going to start doing a point thing where if you participate in tournaments, you start building up points. Oh, and wow. at the end of the season, the top eight or top 24 people or something like that get a free promo card. And these promo cards are already selling for crazy money on eBay. But, um, you know, there's a Mickey. I think there's a Mickey. There's a Hey Hey, which is the chicken from <laughs> Moana. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is super cool. I love that card. <laughs> and and uh, there's, I forgot the other card that there is, but um, you know the the Mickey alone is any Mickey type promo is huge. Well, and and you know that's something again talking about being iconic. It'll be iconic for generations. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's the first time Disney and and they're tying this in with Disney One Hundred, sure. which is by the you know their Disney Hundredth Anniversary right now. So um, it's it's just it's great timing. Um, and I mean, what a what a great time for card games. Has the Wii Shorts Hunt Disney 100 stuff softened because this Lorcana game and, and set came out? Or, or is, is it sort of like now they're feeding on each other and they're driving both through the roof? 
I don't know if they're feeding on each other. I do know that we are actually, I think we just sold out and we were selling that, that white shorts product has just been selling since day one. Mm, um, mm, and mm. I, we can't even, I can't even replace it right now because the cost in, you know, the cost on secondary market for product is higher than what I can sell it for. And I, I so we just kind of gave up. We, we got in whatever we got, we sold it out and now we're off to Lurgana at this point. And the same thing, right? I mean, again, whatever you can get in now and that's it i mean the the pricing on the secondary market is through the roof right you know sometimes we do bring it in because of the demand our customers say they you know they just don't they don't care they want the product now or they want to be able to build their decks now so just like anything else you know the early demand is always costing it, it, you know there's an added cost to it but you know if, if the product levels out they produce more you know if we get more product and we're able to consistently supply it then the price will come down well, and, and hopefully it comes down to a number that is, you know, that, that is reasonable for, for people to get in and play the game, which, of course, like you, like you mentioned, drives the interest, drives the hobby and, you know, drives the expanded interest in Disney. Right. Totally. Well, you know, I really appreciate you coming on. I do, you know, I do know that you and I can talk for 17, 18 days straight and uh, <laughs> not sleep. But, you know, I really do appreciate you coming on. Before I go, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to say your website, your IG and all of that again. Yeah, um, you can check us out on Ideal808.com. Um, basically, we have the online site with all of our games and things that we sell. Uh, toylinks.com. T-O-Y-L-Y-N-X.com is basically a tournament site, just an informational for our tournaments for the store. Um, you can go check us out on IG, same names, Ideal 808 or Toilinks, um, on Instagram, and uh, you'll see our event schedules, you'll see like new products and funny posts, things like that. They do, they do all kinds. Of, we, you know, we have some great content stuff that, uh, a great content guy that's been putting out some really entertaining uh, Instagram reels. So, I, you know, if you got the time, check it out. I really appreciate it, Tony. And uh, as always, uh, you know, really appreciate having you on. Love to bring you back again. Definitely. Anytime. All right. That's Tony Yamada from Ideal 808 and Toy Links. Definitely go check them out. I, I know that they uh, mentioned that they are out of the Larkana product, but they're going to probably get some more. So, you know, follow them on, on IG and follow them on uh, Facebook, and you'll you'll definitely see when their new stuff comes out. When we come back, find out what's going on on Monster Breaks. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. The Sports Cards and Collectibles Show's new releases segment is brought to you by MonsterBreaks.com. More breaks, more boxes, less money. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. So Monster Breaks has a couple of things uh, going on. And I, for those of you who are diehard baseball guys, obviously you know about Topps Chrome that's out there. But Pristine Baseball is also up there. Uh, one kind of cool product that they're starting to... Uh, pre-release, uh, pre I should say pre-sell, is Luminance. And, and you know, it's it's one of those few 2023 products that will probably come out this year. You know, as, as with a lot of football products, there's a high likelihood that the 2023 products get released in 2024, just like how the 2022 products are still getting released now. But this 2023 product, kind of like the score product, I talked about that sort of setting the table for me for the new series of products. It's one of those few 2023 products that does come out during the 2023 year, and in this case, right before the season, and gives us an opportunity to sort of preview those guys. And, of course, those guys on Monster Breaks, it's awesome to, to offer our special ESPN, the number one. So ESPN1 as a code for your first order. Go on MonsterBreaks.com and use ESPN1 for your first order. doesn't matter how big the order is, by the way. You can make the order massive 
and you'll get 10% off your first order. Also, you get to rack up uh, loyalty points and use those points to get into free breaks. They had a couple of really cool breaks with the VIP gold packs and VIP silver packs. Always love looking at that stuff on the National when it comes back because those are some really cool one-of-ones. And in some cases, gives you a preview on the designs for the new series because a lot of the companies will, oh, well, Panini in particular, will sneak in a few designs that they are testing out as far as their, their new 2023-2024 product mix. So kind of good fun. And also, like I said, just really cool guys over at uh, the Monster Breaks. And check them out in Arizona if you happen to be swinging by. They they actually, they actually have a store, in-person store there, and they have a batting cage you can kind of set up for some parties. So really cool. So check out monsterbreaks.com. And don't forget, ESPN1 for your 10% off promo. By the way, also during this segment, I do want to make sure I talk about a couple of things. <clears throat> I, I had someone say, hey, you know, Following up on on your conversation last time about Ronald Acuna Jr., is he really a guy that that people are overlooking because his prices seem to be going up? And and while it is true, his prices are going up, and it it does seem like there are some people that are following him. It's funny because, like I mentioned last week, he's on pace to do something that we were hoping he would do a couple years ago, and yet because of all the amazing things Otani is doing, you know, again, 10-plus wins with... 25 plus home runs. I mean, the guy, the guy is special at, at a whole nother level because of what's going on there. People are kind of overlooking uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Also, you got Corbin Carroll playing out of his mind, probably going to be the rookie of the year. And of course, the the onslaught that Ellie De La Cruz has started to put on with the Reds, making the Reds kind of interesting to watch again. And I'm saying this knowing full well I'm insulting a couple of my coworkers here who absolutely love the Cincinnati Reds. But, you know, the, the, the reality is they haven't been interesting for a while. He makes them suddenly very interesting. So, again, if not for the fact that Otani is doing things that nobody's ever done before, and I, and I mean that truly nobody has ever done before, I think we would be talking a lot about Ronald Acuna Jr. this year and the the numbers he's putting up and the way he's kind of helping carry that team. Now, he's not carrying the team. He's not the only person on that team having a good season, but he's definitely having a season that's worth sort of buying into a little bit. So again, if you have an opportunity to pick up a couple of those first Bowmans, maybe a first Bowman Chrome PSA 10, or maybe you have an opportunity to pick up a more inexpensive rookie auto, I would definitely look into it because I do think... You know, we're talking about a guy who's set his mind right, shall we say, and with his mind right, definitely some somebody that for years to come we could be talking about. And and again, with Otani, there's a chance we're not talking about him as an as as an angel anymore, or, or as Mike Trout's teammate anymore. And does that change his value? Hmm. Sometimes markets matter. Sometimes markets don't. A lot of times markets matter, though. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens with him in the future. But again, I do think that uh, with all the Otani excitement going on, I do think that uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is definitely someone who's kind of going sort of under the radar. Well, when we come back, we'll get to hear from Reese Felix kind of following up on all the amazing things they're doing for the Kokuo for Maui and, uh, you know, hopefully find out more about some shows they got going on as well. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN, Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show on ESPN, Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Joining me now is Reese Felix from Aloha Card Shop. Reese, 
you know, we had you on last week. You guys are doing some amazing things for Maui. How did that go? Um, it was it was actually great. Um, we in total um, between streaming and our in store um, efforts, we raised over ten thousand dollars, which is more wow. than we uh, expected to or sought after to. And we just appreciate everybody who came down. Um, a, cu- a couple people came down for the pop up, and all the people who purchased products in store and on stream, um, and everybody who donated uh, the week prior. Uh, cards and money and um, products. It was just awesome to see um, the, the community, our community, and the community abroad um, pitching for this uh, for the cause. Well, no, that that is absolutely awesome. So basically, quick quick recap: you guys had a couple of streams uh, going. Basically, the auction was to sell stuff for for the the Kukui Maui effort, and then you guys did a trade night, and um, it was basically buy sell trade and a portion to be donated to the cause. And and did you did you see sort of a, a like you mentioned you know across the nation was it kind of a worldwide audience or was it sort of across the nation on on the streaming what uh, what was the participation like? Uh, the stream was a lot of the a lot of the the communities that um, our streamers have built online. It was them, and there were some other people as well who came in. You know, saw the title and popped in. Uh, so it was awesome. Like we had these communities that some of the people who are part of their online communities live here, but also some of them live in the mainland mm. or elsewhere in the world. So it's just cool to see, and it's awesome to see. It's heartwarming to see uh, people donating to something that doesn't directly like impact them. That they're uh, they don't know people like they don't directly know people like we do directly impacted by this. They're still moved by it. They still support it. Um, it definitely helped that it wasn't just donating money, as of course you know they're getting something as well, but. The intent is there, and it's awesome to see. Oh, no, absolutely. And that's something that, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier today about how it, it, it's it's unfortunate that it takes something like this to bring the community together in this way. But the oh, when the community does choose to come together for something, man, do they come together. Oh, definitely. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. Well, you guys got a couple other things going on. I, you know, I know you guys just took a bunch of time to – to work on that event and it sounds like it was awesome and again kudos to you guys thank you so much for helping put that on and thank you of course to your entire team but moving forward you guys got a couple of pretty big events coming up uh yes we do uh in october we have the aloha card show um I, if some of you came to our uh, show uh, our past one it was in may um i heard a good response from the community and the vendors that came um a lot of the big reasons why um, people liked it. It was cheap to get in. It was cheap to vend at. Um, there was a pretty large attendance for such a small show. A lot of money moving around. A lot of cool stuff. Um, so we're going to be doing that show again in October. Uh, October 21st and 22nd. The same location. Thankfully, um, that venue is still open for us. So we're still able to have the same rates uh, for entrance. Uh, $5 are free with uh, any ward, uh, ward business receipt. And the vendor tables are uh, 200 or less, depending on how many uh, tables you pick up. And then uh, next January, we're having our big event, Hawaii PopCon. Uh, this is our second time doing this event as well. Our first one was earlier this year. Um, this one is expected to be bigger and better already. We already got some big guests signed on. And I'm really stoked personally. So I'm excited to hear what everybody else thinks about everything. So as far as the let, – let's, let's, let's talk about that first one. So it was the old Pier 1 location, I believe, this past May. So you said basically same place. Park at Ward, tons of free parking, and uh, it's it's right there, right right in that uh, that Ward complex. Yep, that's the one. So, as far as the uh, vendors goes, what's the best way for people to sign up or get in touch with you guys if they're interested? Um, if you're interested in vending, you can either message us at Aloha Card Shop or Aloha Card Show. 
Uh, just let us know what you're interested in, how many you want. If you have any questions, we can call any uh, concerns you may have as well. Just reach out. It's the best way. And, and setup would be, of course, you know, you know, early the first morning, or do they set up the night before? I just want to toss that out there. So we'll be having a trade night the night before. Oh, so okay, you again. can come set up. Okay. Yep, a trade night again. Sorry, I forgot to mention that before. But we'll be. Uh, it seems like everybody enjoyed that, and you know, we had our uh, monthly trade nights before. But that uh, the trade night before the low card show, there was a lot more people I hadn't seen before, and it seemed bigger. So we're going to be doing that one as well again. So trade night first night, and then. Uh, big, big collectibles event the next two. And again, that's all down at Ward. The PopCon, though, that one was pretty huge last year. I mean, if I remember correctly, you guys had um, one of the guys from Pawn Stars. He was down with his uh, his Pokemon stuff. There, there, there were quite a few artists and celebrities. In fact, someone that was doing Hot Wheels things. There was kind of all of that. Are, are, are we looking at something bigger than that this year? So we're really pushing more um, unique guests, uh, like to increase the guest uh, experience for, for you guys, of course. So some people that we already have signed on, we have a couple uh, big uh, comic book guys, Steve Englehart and um, Bog McLeod. Those are, uh, you know, popular creators from, I think, the Bronze Age or Silver Age. And we also have Mitsuhiro Rito, which is uh, one of the most coveted uh, Pokemon TC artists, as well as he does a, a number of other things. Um, if you've seen the base set Charizard, you know his work because he did the base set uh, Charizard. And, and is he actually going to be signing stuff, or he's just going to be drawing stuff? Well, what what's sort of uh, what's what's his kind of deal there? Yes, I know there's been some confusion about this. I've been receiving a lot of questions from the people in the community who unfortunately have access to my phone number. Um, <laughs> but he will be doing a live drawing as well as signing cards. Oh wow! So getting all the details ironed out, what the prices will be, what exactly the limitations will be. But he just did an event in Australia, and ours will, I believe will be the next event after that. So we're assuming that we're going to get some similar ideas to what he's doing. But he, he's just one guy, and he doesn't really have a team that handles everything. So mm. we're direct, direct um, conversations in, in direct, direct conversations with him. So it's kind of hard. You know, there's a little bit of a language barrier. He's a busy guy. So it's kind of slow going. But we're going to get everything panned out as soon as we possibly can. And as soon as we do, we'll get all the information out to people. Because we've been receiving lots of questions about specifics. What is he said people worry that he's not going to be signing. He's just going to be drawing. Um, like how much everything's going to be, but not every. We only booked him like a few weeks ago, so not everything's set in stone. But we are going to be excited. We are excited to announce that he will be there. He will be signing, and but more details to come. I was going to say, it sounds like you're already bouncing around that, that he's coming. So that I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're anxious yourself just to get these details because you got some stuff you'd like to have signed. Oh, totally. When uh, the Dorian, the main promoter of the show. When he asked, uh, like a year ago after the last Popcorn, he said, okay, like, who are we going to get for next year? Who are we going to get to make this show, like, crazy? And I said, Mitsuhiro Arita and Ken Sugimura, those are the two biggest Pokemon artists. And he reached out to him then, and it took him six or seven months to get back to us, but he did get back to us, and he was interested. Uh, it might have been Hawaii, maybe he heard positive things about the event, but he's going to be coming, and it's going to be awesome. So if he does sign stuff, obviously be a great opportunity to get uh, not only a signature on the Charizard, but also perhaps get an opportunity to get it slabbed and everything too. I know last time you guys were, uh, you know, working to bring down a couple of representatives and it sounds like this one's going to have the same thing. A couple of representatives coming down, hopefully from some of the bigger grading companies and maybe get a chance to submit. I, you know, no one's bringing their, you know, quarter million dollar machine to Hawaii. Let me, let me just dispel that rumor before <laughs> anyone blows you up with phone calls about in-person grading. N nobody, not Beckett, not PSA, not, 
CGC, not Revolution Grading, not Forensic, none of those guys are bringing a quarter million dollar grading slabbing machine to Hawaii for an event, no matter how big the event is. Yeah. However, in-person submissions, that's definitely a possibility, and you guys did a lot of that last year. So I'm assuming if he's signing stuff, great opportunity to turn around, obviously, get it you know, submitted, get it thrown into a slab. Um, is it going to be one of those where other signers are going to be, you know, like how some cons, they have sort of like a signing panel. Are you guys going to have different signers that do signing, or, or is it going to be like every different celebrity has a different package? Um, so I, I'm not 100% sure about all the details right now, but I, um, from what we've been discussing, um, there's going to be multiple uh, different guests, you know, different celebrities, different mm-hmm. YouTubers or creators or artists. And they'll have their time slots, and you'll be able to stand in line during those time slots to get signatures for them on your cards, on your comic books, on your pieces of art. Um, and with the gr- so that's what uh, we're at right now. But again, still getting everything flushed out. And once we get all of that, uh, of course, we'll bring you back on and uh, make sure people get in touch with you. What? But again, those interested in vending, best way to find you guys. Uh, for Hoi Popcon, Hoi Popcon on Instagram or Facebook. You can shoot us an email, hoipopcon um, at gmail.com or alohakarshop.com if you already have the at. Um, call the shop if you have any questions, you want to talk it through. Just just get in contact with us. We've, got, we've had a lot of vendors already already booked. We have more vendors this year than we did last year, which is just a crazy thing to think about because we're still not even, uh, we're, it's just so far out and we have so many people already. So it's just awesome. It's going to be a great event. And, of course, stop by the shop. Where's the shop located? Uh, we're located at 320 Ward Avenue. Oh, and one more thing I uh, did forget to say. We Tickets just went live today, early bird tickets and VIP tickets. So if you are interested in any of those signatures, the best way to guarantee that you are able to get an autograph is um, by purchasing that VIP ticket. Ah. And the early bird special tickets for the one day and two days, this is the cheapest the tickets are ever going to be. So if any of this was of interest to you or uh, you're gambling that you might be interested at something released later down the line, now's the time to buy your tickets. Uh, over at hoypopcon.com. And, of course, you guys do announce more uh, guests. And I've seen it last year, more guests as they become available on, on IG and Facebook. So definitely watch you guys, right? Absolutely. Well, Reese, really appreciate you coming on again. Thank you so much for all that you did with Maui and uh, look forward to hearing more about not only the show in October but the PopCon next year. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And thank you again to everybody who came down and support the efforts, everybody who donated. It, it was just it was awesome, so heartwarming to see. Oh, absolutely. And thank you so much for uh, for sharing that and putting that together for us. Yeah, of course. All right. That's Reese Felix from Aloha Card Shop and, of course, the PopCon. Go ahead and check them out on their IG, Facebook, and everything. It's they, They're doing some amazing work down there. I, you know, really, I'm out of time here. I want to make sure I thank Liz on the board. Got any other questions, shoot us a text at 808-296-1420. I want to thank my guests, Tony Yamada from Ideal 808 and Toy Links. Of course, Reese Felix from Aloha Card Shop and all you listeners out there. Join me again next week on ESPN Honolulu AM 1420 or 92.7 FM on the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. As always, as I say every, every single week, this is Darren Kimura saying have an absolutely awesome week. But here's the thing. Take a little time, take a little breath, 